Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. As of the 1st of October 2019, in South Australia, a new law was passed that allows a public servant to enter, remain, inspect, or use reasonable force to break into any premise, place, vehicle or vessel. This public servant can remove items from the premises to be used as evidence in future, and a warrant is not required if there is a suspicion, just a suspicion, that a vulnerable adult is at risk of abuse. Matters will then be directed to a court or tribunal that is not bound by the rules of evidence, can determine matters as it thinks fit, and can reach an outcome, just on the balance of probabilities, not beyond reasonable doubt. Victims often end up a ward of state. The public guardian and public trustee are often placed as the ultimate decision maker and take over all affairs. These laws are expected to be rolled out in other states next year. Are you scared yet? Well, if you're not, you should be. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Tonight, we are talking with our friends in Australia. And uh, you may remember, for those of you who tune in regularly here, oh, it's been within the last year, we did uh, an episode with a, a gentleman about how his father was being treated in a Jewish care home. And uh, things like not being able to spend holy holidays with him, uh, things like that. But just his treatment, forgetting to give him drugs. Uh, the last five months of his life, he was not allowed to see his son. Uh, he was isolated from everyone. And so the son's name, Raphael, went to the managers of the facility and complained. And they did nothing. They He then wasn't going to take that. He went to the directly to the CEO of the corporation that owned the home, and this man is a member of a very wealthy family. 
instead of directing himself towards the things that Raphael documented, not only in writing but with video and pictures, he turned around and claimed that Raphael is threatening him and that he's being stalked by him. Uh, see, when you're really special and you're rich, you can get away with making up stuff. Anyway, this never happened, and, and on the show, Raphael never, never threatened anyone. But he's being treated as if he had. Tonight, to talk about this, and then uh, we lo- we're going to talk about what's happening with the fake COVID virus over there in Australia, most particularly Victoria. But our co-host this evening is Chris. Chris, welcome to the show, and let's let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, everyone. We've uh, had an interesting six months in Australia. Um, I actually am from Victoria, so we're the COVID um, epicenter. That's what I, I call it. We're the epicenter of all of these lovely new uh, laws and testing grounds and see how far they can push the public. And um, I think uh, it, it's quite it's quite shocking. We're seeing all these guardianship stories and all the abuses in hospitals and all the um, stories that you've heard from Australia, they're all starting to tie in. Christy's story and Teresa's story and Mr D, who is now well-known and and, um, and known as Raphael. And we're seeing all of these stories all tie in. And when you look at it from a bigger picture, you actually see how interconnected everything is. And it's really, really quite scary that, like, I'm talking to you now and someone can actually kick in the door, the police can come in without a warrant. We're in a, under a state of emergency. And that state of emergency is for six months. And it can be extended now. So, in a, in a sense, we're under a dictatorship in Victoria. And the police can come in. They can take anything they want. They don't need a search warrant. Uh, they can charge me with a criminal offence for just talking to you if they believe I'm inciting the public. It's, it's really quite scary. And I believe Victoria is the test case. I think if they can get away with it here, they will slowly roll that out all over Australia. And in effect, we'll be just under... Oh, look, the, the, the whole state is under guardianship and the whole country is under administration. And it's quite scary yeah. to see how... People are supporting this. I just can't yes. believe what I'm looking at. I, I see online we need a suspension of human rights. Human rights should never be suspended under any circumstance. Um, we have seen in Victoria in the last couple of weeks people, brave activists, brave activists, what they've done is um, attempt to you know, engage the public, have nice, safe, peaceful protests. They've been raided. I don't know if you've seen the footage of a pregnant woman in her pyjamas in Dullarat, not far from here, who decided that she wanted to, to, to protest and she wanted other people in Dullarat to protest. A nice sign on, on, on Facebook. She basically told everyone to wear their masks, to respect social distancing. Well, there was a knock on the door. Uh, luckily, her husband filmed the whole incident. She was arrested. She has been charged. She's pregnant. And they carted her away like a common criminal. That's what they did. And this was a week before a very public protest. 
was about to to um, to occur here in Melbourne. Then there was another gentleman, James, and he was his house was raided. No warrants are needed under a state of emergency. You don't need a warrant. You just kick down the door. And I've been told that's going to happen to a few other activists, and I'm thinking I'm one of them on this lovely list. And all they're trying to do is intimidate, and they're trying to scare people. And they're trying, and we won't, we won't be scared off. And if they arrest you, well, they arrest you. But people have the right to speak. And we're not. Imagine telling the truth in Australia is a criminal offence. It's a criminal offence. It's and you, you it's become one here too. But how is it yes, happening? Yes, oh, do, do people well, realise there are human rights that exist? That you, and if you do mention the word human rights. In, in Australia, you're a Karen. So they demonise you and, and they treat you like you're an idiot or, hang on a minute, do people even understand what is actually happening out there that they can kick down your door, they can put you in a home, they can kill you if they want to and you can't speak up. Oh, thank you. That's great. That's just, um, it's yeah. sickening. It makes me sick. I want to leave the country, to be honest. There's nowhere to go. Uh, it's the same way here. We're watching as Facebook and YouTube and uh, all of these, Twitter and all of them, taking down hundreds of accounts at a time. Uh, anything to shut up, anything that doesn't support the the government propaganda. So many doctors have mm-hmm. come out, Chris, um, 801 mm-hmm. whack there out of Germany and across there that said this is all a hoax, this isn't real. Um, that, that, you know, they used it. Well, we know what started it. These international big banks were collapsing early last fall. It started in August. By September, they're foundering because of all their derivative lending. So the U.S. government loaned them at the taxpayer expense $3 trillion. It wasn't enough to bail them out, keep them rolling. So they had, of course, Bill Gates and Fauci had set up this event 201, which exactly described this COVID scenario and what was going to happen. But don't pay any attention to that. That was in September. Don't pay any attention to that. As these banks crashed even further, they had to do something, so they set this thing loose. And it's they have nothing to base it. They can't identify a virus or refuse to because it would have markers in it that would identify what lab it actually did come from. And they and what I think honestly was going on here is number one, this was crank cover these failing banks. Because we gave them another seven trillion. <laughs> I'd like to see the day they gave us anything like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. gave them another seven trillion. But it was to cover this up and this virus is being blamed for the money that had to be given, bailed out, these bank bailouts again. And it was all because of the virus. No, the virus didn't have anything to do with it. That's just the cover story. But I think, secondly, but far probably far more importantly, I just put up an article by John Rappaport, and this is was a test run on how to take out as many of the elderly as possible without firing a shot. And what would the public's reaction to it be if massive numbers of elderly people succumbed to some invisible virus that they can't even prove exists or won't? Mm-hmm. And we watched thousands of elderly people in this country in nursing homes get picked off one by one. 
Um, and what was the public's response? Oh, my God, that's terrible. Uh, pass the Budweiser. Um, this is what they were looking for. What was the public response? There was feigned concern initially, but it quickly fell to the wayside and, and was taken over by the politics of it. The The elderly people who were, in my opinion, were euthanized. They they didn't die of any virus. They were euthanized. And this is how, this is, you know, you brought up the Nazis. This is what Hitler did. The first thing he, when he rolled into anywhere, was he got rid of the elderly, the infirm, anybody that was gay, homosexual. Yeah, and the dissidents. And then he went after entertainers and educators and artists and things like that. But first and foremost was to get rid of the elderly. And the reason is they're considered to be a waste population. Most of them can't or don't produce anything anymore. And they don't pay taxes. They don't have anything that you can take from them. So they have no use. Yes. And this is what they're doing here. They're doing it all over the globe. And uh, But we have the system of guardianship set up that allows these vultures to come in, these predators, steal your property and the results of your life's work while they isolate you, chemically restrain you, and watch you wither away and die. And if you don't die quite fast enough, we'll just have our friendly onboard doctor say that, uh, you know, you're incurable for whatever you don't have and call for futility of care. Then you go into mm-hmm. palliative care, which is supposed to be, the public thinks, is pain control. It is not. It is a system of drugging. And I, I need to explain something here again because people don't believe this. I couldn't figure out how they were getting away with withholding food and water, another rights, human rights violation. How were they getting away with withholding food and water? And I find out that under Obamacare, behind the scenes, when hospice was given $11.5 billion infusion of cash to start the wholesale culling of the elderly, food and water were no longer human rights. They were medical treatment. So when they call for mm-hmm. futility of care, it's an end to all medical treatment, including no food and water. And they drug these people to the point that they're basically in a coma as their system shuts down, and then they come in with the kill shot and finish it off. This is this is what our own governments are doing to us. Over there, you have, what do you call it over there? You don't call it hospice. What do you call it over there? Oh, we, we, in terms of HT, we call it the HT facilities. So we don't, um, um, they're nursing homes here. And uh, yeah. what we have here is, very similar. It's a very similar setup. We 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 see that like we don't get involved. Our group has never really touched on uh, issues like say five G, and we're pro choice in terms of vaccine. If you don't want that vaccine, like I'm anti. Personally, I, I don't like vaccines. I don't because I don't trust um, um, doctors. Certain doctors I trust. Certain doctors I don't. I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry that's for me that's a a personal choice now we have other members who are pro-vaccine and that's great that's fine you can do what you want with your with your own body we believe pro-choice it's up to you it is your decision so we don't get we don't go down that road we don't go down the road of we don't know enough about COVID to 
define where the origins of this virus has come from. But what we have started to see is how all these hospice, how uh, hospice, the hospitals, how all these, I call it the medical mafia, uh, how they're all getting together with lawyers and social workers and there's this imbalance of power between that poor little person or their family and this big organisation just belting them down. And you saw that with um, Raphael's story, this, this simple guy who basically wanted to protect his dad and all the lawyers have come in and all the, and what people don't understand like last night is um, there were lawyers the last 24 hours trying to stop the story. Now, why would you try and stop a story if it's a lie? Because there's truth to it. What is happening behind the scenes in hospice? What is happening? There's involuntary euthanasia. They are killing people. We have story after story that they're doing this. Now, they are doing it like, as you said, palliative care. It sounds nice and fuzzy and warm, and it sounds like you can all hug each other and sing Kumbaya when someone's passing away. It's far more sinister and far more cruel. We are seeing people under the guise of COVID now being stopped. My um, sister-in-law, her sister passed away recently. She was in hospital. She struggled to see her sister the last few hours of her life. How disgusting is that? How appalling is that not to be able to see your sister? I have uh, walked into hospitals. They're empty. They're empty, Marty. Okay? I yeah. walked in. I have seen this. Okay? Where we've been told by the media, I, I don't trust certain parts of the media anymore. I trust people blogging and I trust people on Facebook who come out and videotape themselves and say, hey, guys, my name is such and such. This is what's happening. I don't trust mainstream media in general. Last night, the reporter, lovely reporter, um, he took a, a risk uh, airing that story. We're talking big money here. We're talking Jewish yeah. stories. A very, very, uh, I mean, $74 million a year uh, that they generate. Wow. They're not, they've got lawyers left, right and centre. And attacking, you know, Raphael and his lovely wife, Deb, for no reason other than the fact that they tried to protect their father. And it's disgusting. And where, what's really getting to me, and you see it here, there are these trolls that come in and say, and they've got their little emojis, they start laughing, they start attacking you. And all you're saying yes. is, do you know how human rights started? that basically governments, do you know what genocide is? Oh, no, what's that? You know when they suspend human rights for six months, do you think they're doing it just because, oh, they're, they're bored? No, it's, it's the legal way to do as they bloody well please in that time frame and not get charged. Hitler did it, okay? Uh, yeah. Mao did it. The whole, we talk about Ukraine, what happened there. Six months to a year, yeah. they starved. A population and then what you're seeing and what we've seen in Australia which is really concerning they're actually coming out we've got uh, Professor Sutton here in Victoria he's actually come out we, we actually have the video and anyone's classified as a COVID death by their definition so if you're in palliative care and you're dying of cancer and that last minute you just happen to catch a virus which is very common and they classify that virus as COVID for whatever definition they yes. use. 
your death certificate is COVID. So they've, they've scared the public. Every day in Victoria, our Premier comes out and tries to sell, every day, Marty, tries to sell his agenda and his ideology. And that's fine. You can be a, a Liberal voter or you can be a, you know, I think you call it conservative there, Liberal. Do whatever you want. They're all the same as far as I'm concerned. We're yes. not seeing any yes. opposition to this this pandemic. And if this was Ebola, Marty, I'd be the first one to say hi. Run, hide under it, under your dunas and never yes. come out. But there was always something wrong with it. People were not dropping dead in the street, okay? People are still right. going into shops and shopping, but the shop next door, you can't go into that shop because that shop's dangerous. The government has deemed that hairdresser or that health service is dangerous, but the, the big Walmarts are okay. They're safe. Yeah. Um, so you've yes. got all these... It doesn't make sense. Now, well, you know, you can go and into that therapeutic massage. Yes. You you would think Sorry. That, that that just the everyday people would look at this and say, wait a minute, Walmart with hundreds, if not a thousand or more customers a day can stay open. The casino mm. can stay open, but it, it can only have 750 people in it instead of the usual 1,500. Mm-hmm. But your local church, mm-hmm. you can't go to. Um, your children can't go to school. You can't go get your hair done like you say. You can't do this. You can't do that. But all of these big corporations can stay open. Oh, we put restrictions right. on them. Wait a minute. What happens to more than 10 people in a place? I think 1,500 or however many is quite a few more than 10. And yet when people, when you face them with this stuff, this doesn't make sense. Wisconsin, Wisconsin just passed a bill that everybody in the state had to wear a mask except the politicians. What? <laughs> They're what? immune. And they they it, have a, it, it, it's a... It's a very smart virus, my own Marty. Yeah. It's a very smart virus. I mean, you see... Sorry. Yeah. No, but what's wrong with the public? I mean, this stuff is blatant in their face, obviously ridiculous on its face. Doesn't make any sense. If you were going to close something down to protect people, you'd have closed down Walmart and mm. just left these small businesses open where there was less contact. You'd have closed down Home Depot or Menards, you know, or Target. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Well, they're Amazon. Doing, they're doing it here. They're doing down. it here. What they, they are very smart. They've been very smart here. I, I have to. I have to admit, our governments here have been very very smart in the way they've tackled it. What they did, the minute there was massive unemployment, they introduced what's called job keeper and job seeker. So they doubled the unemployment rates to, I think it's $1,100 a fortnight. That would quell a protest. Not silly. So they'll massively yeah. put everyone on job seeker and job keeper. What they're going to do is it's a, it's a long game. People are short-term thinkers. Governments think strategically and they think long-term. They will slowly reduce that, okay, once the the anger has dissipated, okay? What do we know about COVID? We know that 99, let's, let's assume that it's a strain of the flu or whatever anyone wants to call it. Let's assume it's there. Okay, we know whatever it is that 99.95% of the public will not be affected by it. They won't die, okay? Yes. 100% of the population 
have to endure the, the most draconian, strict practices you've ever seen in your life, okay? You have to wear a mask. Now, people talk about a mask, and, and, and if it gives you comfort to wear it, wear it, but it is just a psychological crunch. There, there is evidence by doctors coming out saying the mask does nothing. I ran around the street with a chiffon, um, a chiffon, you saw me probably on Facebook with a chiffon yeah. sheet around me, see-through. No one stopped me. It's just the fact that they want to say we can muzzle you. That's how I see it. Yes. But if it gives you comfort, yeah. wear it. But what is happening is people who don't want to wear it or people who are healthy are being forced to act like they're sick, which is unfair. Then you see the economic yeah. destruction that this is causing. And and every time you raise that, oh, but you don't love the elderly. You must, um, you know, what about the poor elderly? We know enough about our government, how they treat the elderly and how they treat the dying to know they don't give a toss, okay? The, mass, right. the, the, the general population probably thinks, oh, our government cares. Once you've been under guardianship or dealt with hospitals or dealt with for hospice, you know that they don't care. So it's, to me, they right. can't sell that argument to me because it's just rubbish. Um, what else do we know? We know that people are dying not in the street, but they're dying often alone in hospice or they're dying in hospitals, which is right. generally where people die. We've seen a drop, actually, in Victoria in the death rate. So we're not seeing this massive death rate. But if you look at the media, you would think everyone is dropping dead every day. And what they've done right. is anchoring bias. They start to focus on the death toll. 20 people die today. 50 people die. And people have that in their head. And they repeat it every day for 60 days. They have been repeating this. But people are starting yes. to say, hang on a minute hang on a minute, no one is dying in front of me. I don't see anyone. People are dying because people do die. We are dying yes. every day. People die every day. So they're grabbing these numbers and then they're just amplifying it. More people, and that doesn't, we're not dismissing the death. We're not, we're not, it is horrible that anyone is dying. But once you start right. to see that anyone under power, anyone in palliative care or in aged care is being classified without an autopsy as COVID, you start to see that the numbers just don't add up and it really is a scare right. tactic. I'm not, I'm not saying, look, I believe in washing your hands. I believe in, you know, if you're not well staying home, I think that they're, they're really great tactics. I think that uh, automatic hand sanitizers can, should be, you know, on the entry of every store if they want that. You can do a lot of least restrictive alternatives. They went on a, a rampage, on an economic rampage, and what they did was shut cash businesses. They shut the mum and dad businesses. They shut all the middle class businesses. And yes. the other thing that they have done in Australia is they're shutting down ATMs now. They're shutting down banks. There are less banks available, less ATMs. It's going click and collect, all cashless. So if you're running a cashless business, like we are, okay, you're fine. But if you're running a cash business, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a massage, you know, back massage or, you know, neck massages or hairdressing, nail salon, anything that has a strong cash element, they're gone. They've been shut down. Now, I know enough about this virus to know if I do my nails. and If I'm wearing a mask, according to the logic that, that we're being presented, 
Well, if I go and, and um, you know, uh, say get a massage or do my nails, well, that mask should protect everyone, correct? Well, why do you need to shut a business down? And yeah. it doesn't make sense. There's so many things that just don't add up. In Victoria, to show you how dangerous we are at the moment, we cannot leave our home. We have a five-kilometre radius. If we go out of that radius, and we only have four reasons to leave our home, we are in a prison. And the reason why people need to know what's happening in Victoria, it's not happening elsewhere at the moment. There are restrictions in other states in, in Australia, but in Victoria in particular, five-kilometre radius, you have four reasons to leave your home. That is to exercise for one hour a day on your own, to care for a loved one, to go shopping, and you can only go shopping on your own, or to go to work. And to go to work, you need a permit. What, what period of time do you have, Marty? Oh, I don't know, the 1930s, the 1940s, where you needed a piece of paper to say, I'm going to work today if the police pull you over, okay? We have a curfew. For some reason, this virus, whatever it is, is very active at night, Marty. From 8 o'clock onwards, uh, I yes. think it's 5am, you can't leave your yes. home and you will be charged and you will go to jail. How crazy is this? One person yes. can only go shopping. I can't go shopping with my husband. I saw people booked for shopping with their partners. That's what's happening in Victoria. Two people can walk at the moment. Okay, so if you walk your dog, two people, but they have to be fully masked. The mask, there's no definition what mask. You can wear a glad wrap around your face. You can wear a Spider-Man suit. And I have seen this. You can wear a, a cloth, a scarf. Apparently, you're protected. I don't know what these dogs... If this was that dangerous, we would need a hazmat suit. That's my, my yes, argument. In exactly. This. And we would need to... Exactly. It, it doesn't make... It's a psychological... It's a mulling. I, I see like a muzzle, really, on, on all that. Yeah, it is. Well, Chris, Ooh. this goes back. Yeah. This was... Um, this whole scenario with the masking, the distancing, um, the stopping communication, the whole nine yards, restricting your movements, was all a CIA operation that they tested out in Afghanistan first on prisoners. And, of oh. course, historically, back through time, the wearing, forcing someone to wear a mask, of course, uh, denies their identity. And you lose your own mm -hmm. sense of identity wearing a mask. Um, but anyway, this goes clear back to Sumerian times. Anybody that's forced to wear a mask is forced to do so because they are considered a slave. And it is a sign to everyone else that this is less than worth your time. And But they tried the masking, the distancing, um, the, the, the social breaking of these people and many of them committed suicide. They already tried this out on prisoners. They knew how it would work. And if you've noticed down in public, these people run around in these masks, but you don't actually identify them as a person because the face mm -hmm. is covered. And you can see their eyes, mm -hmm. but that's all you can see. They talked about babies. If you masked yourself in front of your baby, it loses some connections that they need to make. 
So they don't bond mm-hmm. like they're supposed to. Don't wear a mask, but they're telling new mothers, you need to wear a mask. No, hell, you don't. Um, this is just like the isolation thing and with our elderly, the same thing they're doing there. This, again, goes back to the Human Rights Commission. Isolation, mm-hmm. one of the top three on on human yeah. rights violations. To isolate anyone, it is so devastating psychologically that it actually affects the person physically as well, and they succumb to it. Isolation, we are herd animals. And this is why they want us separated. This is why they want us masked. We are herd animals. They are taking that away from us. So we feel vulnerable, powerless. We feel disconnected, Mm -hmm. and that's right where they want us. And the people, Chris, the people that are going along with this, with all of what's happening, like I say, just the rationale, the insanity of it, Right in their face. And yet they'll still, oh, no, it's real. It's real. Said who? They haven't even identified a virus. What is it that's real? Well, what is it really, you are so afraid of? People. Marty, here, yeah. if you don't wear a mask, it's a $1,600 fine. So it was ironic to watch our premier, Mr. Andrews, commend everyone for wearing a mask, but in the same breath, threaten people and tell them, if you don't wear the mask, if you think this this fine is $1,600, think again, by the time the courts get through, it will be $20,000. So people are, there are many people I know, they don't want to wear these masks. They have no choice. How many people can afford $20,000? You know, this is absolute tyranny. If he, yes. if this was, this is a bad choice. Um, I, I, I'm, all, I'm all about choice. If a mask, if you're sick and you want to wear a mask, go for it. I think it's great. Don't worry about it. It doesn't bother me if you want to run around with a full, you know, burger on your head. That's your choice. My concern is we're being forced, like in Iran in the late 1970s, the women woke up, they were westernised, and then they woke up and they had to wear full burkas against their will, and they still protest about this and there's nothing they can do. This is about governments stepping into our private lives. Anyone who the the Convention on Torture, I, I suggest people look at that convention which Australia has signed up to and under no circumstances can you suspend human rights even in times of discourse or war or any public um, edict that has been has been issued. And this is a public edict. It's not law. It is a chief health officer, an unelected official, who is now dictating to Victorians what to do. If our government was strong, <coughs> if our government really believed this, he should have taken it to the people. He should have said, we have a virus. We have something serious. I am going to impose this, this, this and this. And the people need to vote on it. It would have been voted out. The hatred in this state, because people are waking up. This is not a temporary um, drill. He is indicating that this is permanent. This is the new COVID normal. We keep hearing it every day. What is COVID normal? We hear these catchphrases and you know, and you actually know that they've hired some goon in an advertising uh, firm to come up with staying apart keeps you together. Mean staying apart yeah. keeps you together. We see this every day. COVID normal. 
okay? Do the right mm-hmm. thing, okay? Obey. Yeah. We had an act- There was an actress that they hired. She's a very good comedian. There's no question about it. She's a very good comedian, and she's running around playing netball, and she turned around and she said, you know, we've got to get through this together. Um, basically, you know, obey, and, you know, we'll get through this. Get through what exactly? No one is telling us what the end of all of this is. What we are seeing, suicide rates have gone up, mental illness has skyrocketed, people are in the millions in Victoria unemployed, um, their future is in doubt, mortgages are skyrocketing and, and no one can pay the bills. We, we see all that, that's happening. Businesses have collapsed, middle class has been decimated, we see inflation is still there rampant, taxes will increase, Who's going to pay this bill, Marty? The IMF is uh, right. circling around Australia saying, we'll take that road and, oh, yeah, look, we can't pay the bill. We'll take uh, that over there and we'll take that over there. People aren't stupid. Okay, we've been sold out. We have been sold yes. out. Now, like I said, we've had terrible strains of flu. You can call it COVID. You can call it swine flu. You can call it... You know, the Christmas swine. Yeah, well, I don't really care what you call, call it. Susan, if you like. Yeah, call it Susan. <laughs> I know someone who had COVID, right? I know someone who's got it. And he said to me, Christine, I woke up with a back pain, head cold. I, I didn't feel well for a few days. I took a codral flu pa- tablet. I'm fine. But he doesn't want anyone to know that he had COVID or was diagnosed with it because he'll be treated like a leper. So I said, basically, yeah. you had a cold. He said, yes. And that's what people don't realise. 99.95%, just like any other strain of, and a nasty strain of the flu, um, will kill will kill the vulnerable. That That's obvious. And that's what we should be focusing on. People in hospitals, people in aged care, we should be focusing on them and protecting them, not isolating them. I had a call the other day from a gentleman in aged care. He's angry. He's so angry that he hasn't seen his family for six months, that no, all he can do is zoom in and Skype. He wants to hug them. He wants to see them. And he actually said to me, Chris, why am I being forced to do this? It's my choice. Where are my rights? I have the choice to make decisions. We forget that people who are vulnerable also have choices. We've removed that choice whether they want to take the risk or not. It is about assessing your own risk. The more dangerously yes. this government in Victoria has stepped in and has told me and others what we can and can't do. And whenever you say, hang on a minute, buddy, what are you doing? They say, you're endangering people's lives. How am I doing that? How am I endangering anybody? How am I doing that? Right. It's, it's just so bizarre. But what they're doing and what people don't get and they should really look at where are the I looked at the budget, the Victorian budget, there are four key cost centres. Public public hospitals, public housing, schools, and oh there was another one, but it'll come to me. But basically what is an education, okay? The first thing they have done and they have trialed one in Australia and this will go worldwide. They are going to do Zooming classes for schools. They are going to yes. cut the education budget. And those teachers who are being screaming, stay home, save lives, next year and the year after, 
your jobs are on the line. One. Two, hospital cuts. We will see massive hospital cuts because this is this is what it's all about. It's about cutting, about fooling the public, and then cutting the jobs when no one sees it. The media won't report this. Then we're going to see people working from home, which would lead to less cost, road costs. There's an agenda in right. this. And the final thing that I saw and I found really interesting, they were going on about we've got a, a massive public housing commission system here in in Australia and in Victoria in particular. So if you can't afford um, to live or to rent, the government is obliged to look after you, which which is a natural right. They have sold off the land to a lot of these properties, but they haven't told the public. They've sold it off. Now, they've got all these people living in there. What was interesting is they were, they were basically in the media every day telling the public that people in public housing are at risk. We need to remove them from these, these dangerous um, apartments because, you know, they, they are in danger. They will die. The real reason is they've sold off the land. They have actually sold off the land. And we've, we've got evidence of that. They've sold it off. They just need to remove them. Once they remove all that, they've sold it off to uh, Chinese and God knows who else they've sold it off to. So, um, you know, there's always an agenda. My, my point is, when you see your government tell you to do something, I'm not saying doubt them, but question them. Don't accept anything blindly. And what has really been concerning, people have said, why has Asgard taken on this COVID questioning? We're not questioning anything. We're not raising vaccines and we're not raising... But they have told us, our Premier has stated that we basically will be wearing masks until we're all vaccinated. So the agenda yes. is to vaccinate everyone in Victoria. Now, can I, I think that should be a choice. Can I tell you something about the vaccine? The vaccine isn't a vaccine at all. Um, they're going to infect a lot more people, yes, and that's what vaccines do. It's an intentional infection. You're intentionally infected with all sorts of mutated strains of, of viruses, bacteria, fungi, um, the DNA of non-related species, all sorts of carcinogenic chemicals, you are being made sick and you are not being protected from anything. You need to understand that. Even with that damnable flu vaccine, you may still get the flu. Well, if I can still get the flu, why would I be taking this shot? Uh, but it won't mm. be as bad. Maybe it won't be as bad. How do you know compared to what? And... Mm. But the vaccine is a digital tattoo um, that will go in your hand, and it's readable from satellite, and you won't be able to breathe. You won't be able to work, go to school, go to the doctor, go shopping, do anything without that tattoo. You can't even go to work. (laughs) The second thing that's in that vaccine is a nanogel, and this is an RNA, a replicating nucleic acid, so it's a virus of some kind that they are inserting that goes through your body, attaches to nerves, neurons, everything else, and somehow makes you interoperable with things like your computer and your phone. Uh, it's the new form of transhumanism. And I've heard, they, that. I've heard is, about that change. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know much about it. Like We just know the right. basics that... We're being lied but to. One, we just one, know that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then the one doctor just came out and and made a video, and I'll get that over to you too, where he said the actual big intent of this so-called vaccine is sterilization. Now, we've caught them sterilizing at least two and a half million children in Africa over the last two years. Um, we, we've seen them do it in the Philippines, sterilized. We've seen, it do them, seen them do it in Mexico. Now they're coming for the rest of us. Um, they, this is democide. This is a killing of your own population. If, even if you stop births, that is a form of death. And oh, that was another good one, too, Chris. All this stuff, that, because of COVID and the lockdown and everything else, people weren't taking their kids and their little babies in for their will baby checkup and their vaccines. Oh. And the mortality mm-hmm. rate for infants dropped 43%. But we don't want to talk about mm-hmm. that. No, don't talk about that. Um, no. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's well, just, they said an essay. Go ahead. I just received an email to show you about money. We talk about money and how the media and how um, they all work together. There's an ad now in the Jewish news, we stand behind Jewish care. And that's fine, they can do that. What people don't know is what's called advertising revenue. And you're looking about how the media, because it's, well, you're telling us about all this with the vaccines, and but we rely a lot on the media to tell us the truth. And people need to realise shows like yours, people on, on Facebook, social media, I think they are the only sources of some truth um, that we are seeing because this, this is big money. Uh, people forget yes. pharma, uh, pharmaceutical companies, Media companies, they are, they are, there's a, a clicky few, they're a small group, and they are making a lot of money. They are making, a, and they cover everything up. I mean, we saw, I've spoken to many people, for example, in, in regards to Jewish care, and they, and now they've just gone and promoted in, in the newspaper, we stand by the facility, da da da. But why not talk about what's going on? Why is all that yeah. covered up? Because I've spoken to many, many people and I'm hearing a different story. And anyone who speaks out is sued or is, is threatened with or with, or with, a, with charges. And it's just so wrong. So my point is, yeah. when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to hospice, when it comes to aged care, we need to be on guard. We need to be, I think, I think there's an awakening now that we can't trust these organisations. I'm not saying that vaccines... Are, uh, look, I don't know enough about vaccines to, to say one way or another. What I do know, where there's big money, you have to really question the truth and what they're selling you. It's like anything. When you go and buy a car, you look at it, you, you turn... But with vaccines, we're being forced. We're being forced to take something. And that's a human right violation in itself. And it's just yes. so wrong. It's yeah. so wrong what's going on. We're not, we're, we can't live anymore, Marty. We, we are being told right. who we can associate with, who we, what we can eat, what goes into our bodies. We, we really have to stand up and start saying no. Yeah. In Australia, it, it's really come to a point where anyone speaking out is actually having the police knock on their door. And that's yes. how scary it is. And I don't know if you saw any of the videos. Uh, did you see the, the video of the two elderly ladies sitting on a park bench? No. 
harassed by five oh. police officers. Oh, that went viral. Oh. Five police officers, because they weren't wearing a mask, they were arrested. Oh, my they God. They were arrested. Two elderly, two elderly ladies. So you can imagine when this vaccine for COVID comes out, uh, if we don't take it, we won't be allowed to work. We won't be allowed to nope. go into a shop. We won't be allowed to buy food. Are they going to kill us? We just we just uh, talked uh, about this the other night on a, on a, the show Monday night, John Lacron and I, and um, mm-hmm. there is a looming food shortage. You can see it. it's coming. Uh, there's still these mm-hmm. people walking around that thinks food magically appears out of the floor, drops from the ceiling in their grocery store. It oh, doesn't. Yeah. And there's no big warehouse mm-hmm. sitting out in the backyard that they restock with. Uh, you even go into yeah. Walmart. About a third of the shelves are empty. There is a food shortage coming. You need to get yourself prepared. Uh, as one man said who came on my radio show, he said, don't you find it odd, Marty? The government will give you food stamps, but they won't teach you how to grow your own food. And, no. in fact, they will try to discourage you even by force from doing so. And you're going to see a rash of laws everywhere that you can't grow your own food because you might infect somebody. Uh, that's that's the, the rationale they're going to use. Um, but this is what I'm saying. You need to be prepared because that's what's coming next. If we don't go to our knees and say, okay, Massa, they are going to starve us. And I think everybody who gets this stinking vaccine ought to have a big star put right in the middle of their forehead that glows in the dark so we know who the idiots are. I truly no, do. No, what they're going to do is what they're going to do? No, yeah. no, no. The, the mask, the mask is the new star, as far as I'm concerned. I think what they're going to yeah. do is anyone who takes the anyone who um, takes the vaccine, or anyone who is injected with it, they will be allowed to remove their mask. And those who ha- are, have not accepted the vaccine will actually still have to be forced, this is my this is my opinion, uh, to wear the mask. So you will be easily identified, just like a star, yeah. just like a, uh, whether you wear a cloth or a star of David or, or, a, or a moon yeah. or whatever, that you will be, a, people will look at you knowing you're wearing a mask, you have not taken that vaccine, you are to be kept, you are, you know, they will dehumanise people. I think that's where they're heading. And um, well, I think it's quite dangerous. And, and it's your choice. It's anyone's choice to, to um, accept a vaccine. That's why I don't trust them personally. I know others in the group that do. And that's okay. That's their choice. But from my perspective, having seen what we've seen and speaking to so many people, there is reason to doubt our government. They have just massively, they have caused massive unemployment in Australia. Uh, Once they're all on JobKeeper or on unemployed, they will bring back those benefits to $400, $300, $200 a week. And they they will buy the media and they will turn around and they will say, "Well, well, your story won't be able to be told. You cannot tell anybody that you're suffering that your mortgage payments, you can't meet them, that you can't pay the bills. No one's going to care. No one is going to care because the media are going to present this as everything's rosy. We got out fine. We're all good. It's not happening like that. I spoke to a gentleman last week. He was suicidal. He was absolutely suicidal. Where are those stories, Marty? 
Where are the stories yes. of people? I spoke to I spoke I spoke to another lady. Her daughter's being raped. Her daughter is being raped in a facility. Um, as we, as we you know, she said to me, "What do I do? No one's listening to me. Where are those stories, Marty? Where are they? Yes. No one's talking about them. Okay, because the right. media at the moment are portraying it as everything is false. Not all sections of the media. Some are waking up. Some are asking the questions. But the the big boys, the real big boys, they have to take yep. charge. Well, they Chris, have to you take charge. Is, Anyone speaking it, out it, is gone. This is why alternative radio like this show is – we have stolen the market on media. Yeah. Um, the national news is less than 10% of the audience it had 10 years ago because everybody knows it's BS. They're all reading from the same script. Nobody is actually a reporter or researcher. They're a paid talking head, and they read their script, and they go on. And so the people – this is why – alternative radio has boomed like it has it is the only Mm. place if you can find it at all where you're going to hear anything at all near the truth now there of course are some idiot stations like over here we got fox and um oh god what else there's this you know rush limbaugh um you know these fools to get out there and blow their mouth we have serious serious reporters we try to be so here um, to tell what's really going on. And this is why we have the audience we do. And where we're forced to prove everything we say, mainstream media That's can all. stand up and say anonymous sources told us. You wouldn't accept anonymous sources from me. Why, why mm-hmm. is it okay for you? And I'm not lying That's to all. people, and you are. And But see, this has come across to people. You remember when they started this fake news thing? Oh, everything was fake news. Oh, it's fake news. Um, yes, you said yes, something yes. they didn't like. Oh, that's fake news. Well, it turns out, mm-hmm. and the biggest purveyors of this, Jingo, were mainstream media. Well, that okay. backfired on them. Because everybody said, no, you are the fake news. And it, it, I think it's... Overall, when you look at this whole thing, Chris, we have been set up. I don't care where you're at in the world. We have been set up. This this is yes. fascism, plain and simple. Yes, it is fascism. Yes, and whatever ism you buy into, fascism, communism, socialism, it all works the same way. The only thing that changes is who are the ruling elite going to be that are going to lord over mm-hmm. you because the rest of us are going to be in the dirt. They all produce mm-hmm. the same thing. Everybody is poor and hungry and no work and no this, and then there's a ruling class. They also, no matter which ism you buy into, you're going to end up at the same place. And so mm-hmm. all these people screaming, it's communism, oh, it's socialism. No, this is fascism. This is why they hung Mussolini. Right. You know, That's think right. about it. It is fascism. Uh, it is fascism. Yes, and this is fascism. We had uh, the price. The protest last week will show you how powerful the media is. There were reporters from every major uh, media company, and there was this young guy from Rebel News. His name's Arby, and he was reporting as well. He's a, a journalist just like everybody else. He was arrested, but no one else was. Okay? Yep, yep. So there if you're you not part of the club, if you're not part of the club, if you're not it, if you're not part of the, 
the the mainstream media, you will be arrested. You will be vilified. You will be shut down. And that's how they do it. It's it's they come in with little emojis. They um, laugh at you. They try and um, and I don't engage in that anymore. Uh, anyone who yeah. I used to, but I don't anymore. If you want to bring it on, bring it on. Just do what you have to do. Just keep the message going. Just keep talking. Yes, I'll laugh at you. Um, but then eventually the truth the truth is revealed, and we're seeing it now in Victoria. Right. We don't have we yeah. don't have human rights at the moment. No. Nothing. We don't okay, hear we can't either. Leave our home. Okay, we can't leave yeah. our homes. Tomorrow, if the government turns around and says there's no food, how are you going to feed your family? What are you going to do? Yes. They stop gun licenses as well, so no one can even shoot yeah. to, to at least provide some food for their family. You're not allowed to fish. Right. What's fishing got to do with COVID? Do you know that they're actually saying yes. that COVID now is in the in the seawater? It's in the sewage. Oh, you know, for God's sake. Testing sewage. How desperate mm-hmm. is that? Because they're trying to yes. frighten everyone. Everyone is, is being yep. frightened. Everyone's scared and they're staying in their homes. Go outside, enjoy the sunlight, sit out there, talk to people, laugh, put your music on, okay? Because that's what we have to do. Otherwise, right. we're slaves. Yeah. We're just slaves. I to agree. A system that tells us what we can and can't do. I'm not saying break the law. I'm talking about living your life. Oh, we've got yes. children. They need to live their life. They need to be happy. This is the best time for them to be happy, not miserable, not watching their dad right. unemployed or their mother worried about that they can't provide food. Okay, there's, there's food in the supermarket, but no one can buy it. Okay? It's, right. just, it's just horrible. It's horrible what's happening. Yep. And I think Victoria is the test, well, the test state, I call it, and if they right. can get away with it in Victoria, they'll just split. It'll just, like guardianship, it'll just, you know, travel through all the other states. And yep. we're, in, we're, in, um, we're in fascist times. Right. And, and, We've only and got about and, a minute left here, Chris. Yeah. We've only... We've only got about a minute left yes. here. I want to thank you for coming on. I know this was dangerous for you to do so. And um, keep us posted on Raphael, if, how he's doing, I if will. he's okay, what's happening. And, um, oh, God, I'm, this just makes me sick. Uh, but mm. Keep us posted, too, on what changes there in Australia, um, because oh, we're we watching be Australia be. closely. And um, mm-hmm. because what happens there is good up here. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this evening. These shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. And right now, the summit ought to be blowing up with all the crap that's going on here. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We had a full call board. And, yes, one of these days I will open the chat room back up, but not today. And (laughs) it's hard to deal with (laughs) in the board, too. Uh, So, but like I say, and the show is available in archive. So, you know. Hang in there. Uh, If you couldn't listen to all of it now or you want to listen again, you can always find it there. Uh, Oh, Lord, we need to have you on back again, Chris, whenever you can, okay? Yes. And so we keep on you. All right. Tell everybody over there we said hi. (laughs) Yes, no problem. We'll be back. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. And we'll be back tomorrow night with Whistleblowers. 
and we'll be reporting on the wild horses. So talk to you then, everyone. Good night, everybody.